Hi, I'm Thomas. Welcome to the Parachute Advice Podcast. My life has taken a lot of twists and turns, and on this podcast, I will dive into those experiences. The goal is to help everyone listening learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes I've made. Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Parachute Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, I want to discuss maintenance and how I manage this since hitting my weight loss goal. As I record this episode, I'm coming off what is the hardest period of the year for dieting and maintenance, the time period between Halloween and New Year's Eve in the U.S. Think about this. You have six days in a period of two months that are traditionally focused on overeating calorie-dense food. I certainly enjoyed myself in those days, but as I go into the details in this episode, never once did I use any of those days as, as an excuse to stop my plan. The result? I sit here one week after New Year's Day at my target maintenance weight of 175. The plan I will go over is how I was able to do this. The hardest part of dieting is when it ends. Now you have to sustain all the hard work, avoiding the pitfalls of your old lifestyle. None of us who have had to lose massive amounts of weight, like I did, got there by making good lifestyle choices. I've heard Ethan Suplee of the American Glutton podcast say this multiple times on his podcast. For an addict, it can be far easier than for weight loss. You just stop doing the substance like alcohol, but with food you need to eat to stay alive. Imagine the reaction if you said to an alcoholic, come on, it's just one drink for Thanksgiving, or hey, Merry Christmas, here's a gift of vodka. People would think you're a monster. But when it comes to food, that's exactly what happens. Come on, it's just one piece of pumpkin pie, or just one tin of Christmas cookies. For some, that could be the thing that wrecks their whole weight loss journey. Now that I had it off my chest, let's define what maintenance is. As defined by an article on the website of Renaissance Periodization, post-diet maintenance phase is a period after weight loss diet during which you gradually increase calorie intake up to a healthy baseline while maintaining weight. This phase can last as long as your preceding weight loss diet if you plan to lose more weight or forever if you've reached your target. Again, if you follow the popular podcast American Glutton with Ethan Suplee, you've probably heard of Renaissance Periodization or more commonly, RP. Ethan also often discusses the idea of maintenance period as part of the long-term weight loss plan. The idea being for every two to three months of dieting, you take an equal period of maintenance to let your body and metabolism adjust. I had never heard of this concept until I was about a year into my plan. At that point, I decided it was not for me. Mainly it was because I felt I had a rare opportunity with COVID to focus 100% on my plan. Plus, I wasn't frustrated or getting put off by what I was doing. Frankly, I was loving how successful I was being and I couldn't stomach the idea of a pause. That said, I can see how helpful, quote, diet breaks could be to help a person learn how life post weight loss will be. I know personally, the more I thought about it, the more concerned I got about how I would handle it. As I mentioned in the mental health episode, I was really starting to get anxiety over this. I had and still have this irrational fear that one or two days off plan for the holiday or a vacation, I'll go to bed one night and wake up 200 pounds heavier the next morning. I know this is stupid, but it still creeps into my head from time to time. As for RP, I didn't use their system or plan when losing weight only because by the time I'd heard of them, I was already very far along in my journey and seeing success I wanted to see. But I will say from what I've read, From them and heard from their team of experts, it sounds like an excellent program if you're looking for something more formal. For the purpose of this episode, I'll focus on what I did and share those details and insights. As always, this is what I did for me, 
And because I'm so early in this process, I know that I only know a small piece of it and I'm still learning. When I hit my weight loss goal, I had already done a lot of thinking about the transition of post weight loss or dieting life. One thing I had come to really understand was that I would never be going back to the way I used to eat. It had become crystal clear I would only put all the weight back on if I did that. I didn't work as hard as I did for 19 months just to undo all of it. So when I got to the point of maintenance, the first thing I did was calculate what my maintenance calories would need to be. I used the website tdeecalculator.net to do this. I think it's a great resource. It's easy to use and understand and seems very accurate. You can also easily do this with the app MyFitnessPal. Next, I knew that initially when you go into maintenance, you will gain a few pounds. This is a combination of water weight and frankly, just the steady increase in volume of food in your body being digested. So don't be shocked when this happens. It's probably gonna be three to four pounds. Anything more than that, there is a chance your calorie intake is higher than it should be to maintain where you're at. To that point, start out slowly. Don't just go from 12 or 1500 calories a day to 2000 or 2100 the next day. Walk your food intake up over a few weeks to allow your body time to adjust. This will also let you see what's going on with your weight. Just remember, like we talked about in the early episodes, leave the emotion out of it. We are weighing ourselves regularly for data and data alone, nothing else. Also, this is not the time to just walk away from tracking calories. While you may get there someday or be able to be less diligent for now, keep tracking. This will help you find your final calorie number that works for your body. Personally, I've made tracking such a part of my life and I've gotten it to the point where it's so easy to do that I don't even think about stopping it. I do know now I'm a little less accurate or concerned with details most days. What do I mean by this? Well, let's take a snack of pretzels that's 30 grams for a portion. I used to get right down to that number and nothing more or nothing less. Now I pour them in the bowl and if the final weight is 35 grams, I still just put down a portion of one versus in the past, I would have gone as far as logging a portion of 1.17 to account for those extra five grams. That said, for me, my calorie target is 2,075 calories a day to maintain 175 pounds, which is where I want to sit for now. I started this process when I hit 173 pounds, knowing I would hover around 175 to 178 once I got into full maintenance. There was a stretch where my weight went up to 180 and then 181 pounds, and it sat there for several weeks. At that point, I got very strict again with tracking calories just to make sure I was not overdoing it and not knowing it. As I've discussed several times, being off on things like fats or your snacks in the course of a day can easily undo the work that you've done. Imagine if you're off by only 100 calories a day over the course of a week. That's almost a quarter of a pound of potential weight gain. I'm not saying you have to be exact, but watch what you're doing. I know for myself, it's too easy to go back to bad habits. I joke, but it's true. Deep down, I'm still that fat kid who loves to eat way too much cake if it's available. Plus, now that I have more room in my daily calories, I go out with friends and I may have a few more beers than I would have when I was on my diet. I'm also less concerned about whether I'm drinking a regular beer versus a light beer. But again, this is a classic way to put weight on. By now, I hope you all know the rule. You shouldn't drink your calories. And that's exactly what I'm doing when I'm out with friends having beers. Back to when I hit 181 pounds for several weeks. Ironically, the minute I started tracking closer, my weight pulled back to 178 to the 175 range and I was stable up until the holidays. 
I assumed just getting back on a strict tracking regimen was enough to limit the excess. Or it might have just been a fluke. Either way, no emotion was involved. It was just data-based decisions. As for the holidays, I did indulge a lot more this year because I was on maintenance. But I did not at any point in time use this as an excuse to go out of control. For example, I tore it up on Thanksgiving. Frankly, to the point that I felt terrible by the end of dinner. I forgot how shitty I feel when I go off my healthy eating plan. But I did that for one day, not the weekend. Just Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Friday, I was right back to my plan and stayed on maintenance plan, minus a few calories, for the next week. I also made sure to stay on plan between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Then I enjoyed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then was immediately right back on plan for the rest of the days leading up to New Year's Eve. I also logged everything I ate those days. Did it shock me to see just how many calories I was consuming? Yes, but I knew that if I go back to plan or just below plan for the next few weeks, there will be no lasting impact. At no point do I use a day off of plan to justify abandoning everything I've been doing. I went off plan for one day and one day alone. I once let a weekend off of plan undo all the work I had done years ago and I gained weight back. I won't do that again. But enough with how terrible I ate over the holidays. Back to how I manage maintenance. As I said, I slowly increased my calories over time to get to the point where my weekly average calories are right around 2,075 a day. How did I come to that number? Again, as I mentioned earlier, my primary source was tdeecalculator.net. But just to be safe, I also used my MyFitnessPal app to double check and they were almost identical. The TDE calculator gave me 2,050 calories. I just went with about that for my target, knowing I would need to check this over time. Similar to when I started everything, I set my activity level to sedentary, even though I've increased my cardio drastically. If I say I do light exercise daily, my daily maintenance calorie target goal would be 2,300. I figured using the lower number gives me a buffer I need. I would rather have to adjust up than be over to start. Plus, I assume I will not be as accurate with my tracking and the increased workout will counteract that. You notice how I mentioned weekly average earlier? I have, since the start of this journey, looked at the weekly average, not just one day. This lets you absorb a day where you're off plan and see that your overall habits are still in line. So let's say I eat 1,800 calories a day, Sunday through Friday. That means come Saturday when I go out with friends, I have an extra 1,650 calories to play with. Now this assumes you're being accurate in tracking because like I said, if you're not and you ate an extra 100 calories a day that wasn't accounted for, over those six days, you only have an extra 1,050 calories to play with on Saturday. That is a pretty big difference that over time will add up. Also, this doesn't mean you have to go nuts on Saturday just because you can't. I can say I've had weeks where I was almost back on my diet because for one reason or another, I just didn't eat as much all week. This is why I have set a high and low threshold for my weight to keep an eye on things. I'll warn you, it's so easy to become focused on weight loss that you can even head towards the direction of having an eating disorder. This is not the goal. The goal is to maintain a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle and also make sure it's a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle you can be happy with. While the BMI table which we all know is bullshit, might say you should be 175 pounds, 
Maybe you're happy and feel best at 200. Or perhaps you're just more muscular and that is the weight you're at. While I'm not a doctor, I can confidently say me being 200 pounds would still be far healthier than I was at 370 pounds and even 290 pounds. But I can also confidently say being lower than where I'm at now would definitely be equally as unhealthy. To that point, I've set my lower limit at 170. If I hit that and stay there, I know that I'm under eating. I also set an upper limit of 185 pounds. If I hit that and I stay there or start to climb above that, I know it's time to cut back. I'm clearly slipping into my old habits. This is all based on my current situation. If I add weight training and target building muscle mass, this may change. At that point, I would likely focus more on body fat percentage than weight. Also, I base those numbers not on one day, but on a seven day moving average. I've also learned if I'm sick or getting sick, my weight tends to fluctuate greatly. Over the past few years of dieting, when I got sick, I would see my weight loss stall and then suddenly drop. Or in the case of when I got COVID, I saw my weight climb to 182 pounds after Halloween, likely due to several weekends of overindulgence. And then once I got sick, my weight fell rapidly over 12 days to a low of 169 pounds and sat there until I felt better. When I dropped that low, I made sure to track calories and make sure I was eating enough to both let my body fight the virus and make sure I wasn't doing anything unhealthy. The minute I felt better, my weight popped back up to 175 pounds and sat around there until Thanksgiving. Then it was up and down through the holidays. And now post-holiday, it's back to maintenance plan and my weight is back to the maintenance number. Why do I share all this? Because it's information. Again, take the emotion out of it and just focus on being healthy. Another key thing is I did not add in a lot of calorie dense, overly flavorful or processed foods. Those are all still too easy to overdo it on. This is not to say you can't, but take it slow and at first spend time on maintenance eating the same healthy, lower calorie foods you have been. Maybe add in a bit more protein or some extra fat, but not the snacks you loved. I still rarely have snacks that I love in the house. I save them for special occasions or treats. I don't restrict to the point of craving, but I do limit. For example, I love those Queen Anne chocolate cherry cordials you see around Christmas. The first two Christmases on my diet, I didn't get them. This year I got one box of five and I savored them over several days. For that special treat, I can have one two-piece serving for 150 calories. This is the perk of maintenance. You have more room for those special treats. The most important thing I think cannot be said too much is the point of maintenance is to make the transition into a permanent lifestyle. For example, I still have not had fast food since starting this whole plan. This is for two reasons. It's very calorie dense. And second, I just feel better not eating heavily processed foods like that. I like how I feel when I eat healthy. And I love that feeling more than fast food. Don't get me wrong. Did I crave a McRib when it came back in November? Hell yeah. I know for a lot of you they're gross, but God, I love the McRib. I could have had one and just planned around it, but I also knew once I ate it, I wouldn't get as much joy from it as just sticking to my new lifestyle. Again, this is one of the biggest things about maintenance. It's all about creating a lasting lifestyle for yourself. Will it always be easy? Not at all. We all have demons. No one who has been overweight got there by making good choices when it came to limiting calorie intake. But this new lifestyle does not have to be terrible. 
It's all about building something sustainable, healthy, and enjoyable. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for future episodes of the Parachute Advice Podcast. You can contact me at parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at parachuteadvice. Thank you for listening, and please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.